hey 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 y'all welcome back to black or couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for the final episode of foundation season one episode 10 the leap this episode was written and directed by david s goyer and i gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10 i thought it was very much a finale I know I wasn't the biggest fan of the penultimate episode, but I was very satisfied with this particular episode. I wrote a lot of notes, had a lot of feelings, and overall really like where the season ended off on a rather hopeful level, a bit of a cliffhanger, but for the most part really wrapped up the season. And I'm really eager, as I stated earlier, in the podcast to go back and watch the whole thing as a binge knowing what is coming and seeing all the things i might have missed or been misdirected on mr goyer but i can't blame him had us all thinking that was not gail's daughter (laughs) like it has to be it has to be Uh, I'm very eager to listen to podcasts. I know it's been a few days since the finale has dropped. So I haven't had a chance to hear anyone else's opinion. So I'm eager to get this out so that on my Monday I can listen to podcasts while I'm doing my work. Let's start with Gail's voiceover, which begins with something her mother told her. Going to sleep is a leap of faith. As when we sleep our soul wanders for some it's hurting ourselves or hurtling ourselves into the void and manifesting one's coffin into the vault to await its inhabitants on terminus okay 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 right off the bat they answered how did the vault become the vault and there you go Uh, this is how harry selden can manifest himself into a interactive hologram style to the group that awaits him takes uh an ego to check an ego one has to say or has to you know agree to be i'm sure both really sound ignoranious right now but it's been a really long weekend with a lot of children in my house and i finally got some time to myself so yeah i'm about three sheets to tipsy he calls the animosity between the thespians and the anacreans so old one has forgotten why you hate each other to begin with apparently it was called the first betrayal (laughs) simply enough where upon the marriage of the king of Anacreon or the king of Thespin and the huntress the huntress slit her husband's throat ruining the alliance according to the legend concocted by Cleon II crazy motherfucker named Joe they some evil motherfucking geniuses I will give them that but when people are so predisposed to wanting to hate each other or having opposing views against each other all you got to do is turn two people that are stronger uh, as allies into enemies and then they do your job for you and you don't have to worry about the threat 
that they would turn on yourself. This is rather appropriately Machiavellian, and I appreciate it, even if it is straight up evil. He had his shadow master seduce the maid that testified for the Anacreans, drugged the newlyweds, killed them, then set the other up for murder, all to squash two upstart spikes exploiting their own particular prejudices against each other win 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 no matter what as a weapon in the real world right now that's exactly exactly what many nations are doing harry proposes putting back together what the empire hath broken having played you guys a long time ago he's selling them the plan like look we're gonna take the evictus we gonna replicate her, gain enough strength to topple the empire. This of course shocks everybody. Mari can't believe he knew, but didn't tell anyone. He asked where is Gail? So he didn't know that she wasn't there and everything didn't go according to plan. Proving that the version of his consciousness that Gail has access to um, is not the same consciousness that is interacting with the people on Terminus. That's going to be curious if Salvor, which it probably will happen, meets the other version of Harry. Poor Salver, she just got so many devastating blows here. Like he wasn't guiding me all this time as I believed. Salver went from nodding her head to her Lord and Savior to realizing she wasn't special at all to him. I thought he recognized her too last episode. Had me played. One of the foundation folks are like, look, we're not revolutionaries. As he himself stated. Well, I might have lied about that. Okay. Very interesting because he was so unapologetically the same as he was with Gail about the fact that they are chess pieces on a board and he's the chess master. An equal foil to uh Empire himself in, in some correlating paralyte or paralytic is that the right word? I'm pretty sure it's not ways to squabble with the devil you yourself must become him or it's going to be like the the best of all great villains and heroes thawne and barry uh joker and batman i am able to continue to devastate your life because you are unable to break the code in which many goes historically are obtained and i think the second foundation that was his idea of giving the other some um deniability you know they don't have to deal with the burden of that of uh the more drastic ways in which they are um planning on taking down this empire we don't know if this other group this rebel group is connected to Harry Selden, but I wouldn't doubt it. This got to be trippy for those folks as this is a prophet many heard about. 
and now has circumvented death in a way in which his prophecies unfold and not only that is able to interact with a tangible version of said man to almost come down from the mountain like moses with directions to impart on the next step in the journey right or maybe the better analogy is when noah built his ark on trantor dust takes the approval of stopping the infiltration as a reason to chastise day for his own successful mind you because he show a shit did not congratulate him on his revealing who's the petty one he remarks dust i wonder if you had stayed if you would have been able to suss out the same amount of shit and he says because we're the same i guess we would have but they hate being who they are which is later reflected in dimmerzel this vicious cycle of violence and cruelty uh, and resentment very much like the roman caesars in the senate the game of politics was a very dire and emotionally hot-headed game with lethal consequences and to live in and grow up in that type of environment it does it feels like a luxury to the outside world but in itself it is not a luxury dust definitely has made up his mind on what should happen to dawn day releases the guards that are watching over dawn and confirms that some time ago his dna was altered in 12 different ways that make him not an identical clone not one of them he asked how long he's known he's been different and i was very surprised by that but i had an actual revelation watching their scene because dawn admits he used to watch him all the time uh, and wanted to be like him every in every type of way but he couldn't day is moved to uncuff him but accuses him of conspiring with insurgents and i know i was saying last episode that maybe he is empathetic to what they are going through but i think that was maybe an extension of his own desire to simply escape the oppression he feels he blames his vulnerability regarding his heart on the fact that they do not have the familial bonds that keep them from being hollow and wonders if day has ever longed to just be free and the thing is he did which inspired his journey to begin with off of the world off planet to maiden and as i suspected despite its outcome open a door that allowed a little bit of light to filter through understanding the stifling weight of being an installment in another man's plan living out a script written centuries ago as dawn reflects back on him and he says something important here all his life he wanted to call him father and that's when i got the revelation that it did not escape my notice that they seem to be more cognizant and impatient with the fact that dawn would do things so differently and it did seem at that point as if dust was oblivious to that uh, of what was going on and that makes sense if you have a certain love for your child 
you know those things that are of concern you're instead of addressing it you just continue to ignore it or, or try to be strict on it so to get them to snap into the place you give them more leniency um than you would otherwise because you're you're cognizant of what that could possibly mean and you don't even want to open your mind to that but because he went off planet dust was able to ascertain what was going on there and i thought that that is a interesting tra a train a train is that the right word i think yes of events <laughs> that unfolded because it caused a certain amount of devastation to both sides um dusk at the end of this episode in my humble opinion even though it wasn't fully revealed i think story-wise makes the most sense but then you have dawn also echoing the same words of halima about how they are reverations or reverations of cleon the first like of a dead man we don't we're placeholders day wonders if a corrupted one is more perfect than the original copy or should it fade away this is an opportunity and i think he senses that especially after his failed vision um his idea of a soul i think he wants a soul and despite his own actions or maybe in lieu of his own actions and his inability to escape maybe a certain pattern of behavior he sees dawn as a unique experience to break the cycle without uh with you know with the way in which they themselves have been struggling to undo and day himself is the beginning of that even dust despite his uh clear animosity towards dawn i think the ending shot is more telling than anything else on terminus harry is continuing to blow people's minds by telling them the foundation wasn't about curating knowledge but people he has chosen them to erect a new human race that will be able to combat the genetic dynasty having been given some of its own technology that was my part i was adding in there because i was like oh that's rather ironic this highly valued technology that they never leave the palace they essentially um in their exiling of the harry selden <laughs> um crusade gave over some of that technology with a plan to hide the invictus even where to hide the invictus and allow the empire the impression that the foundation is dead by setting off some type of flare it will buy them time to grow and become who they will need to be to save the human race and i do think he means this in a very um what's the word i'm looking for uh not straightforward but it will eventually come to me but um literal there we go he means it in a very little literal way and i'll get to that a little bit later granted these are all my my uh predictions and we know that they're not 
and that's solid. <laughs> he really came out to give a speech. It was a good ass speech though. Even Hugo is excited at the idea that this could actually offer his countrymen some freedom. And they it, it's almost like an offer by someone who knows or who could take a look at the chessboard. I'm starting Wheel of Time, so I'm going to take an analogy from that and peek at the Wheel of Time that has a, an ability to ascertain the future, right? So it's not, it's not even like, oh, this guy is giving you a good idea that, quite frankly, anyone could have came up with. But it's by someone who created a predictive model of the future based on a great deal of human behavior and thus the credibility and how he outsmarted the the, the empire to begin with uh, in that very highly publicized trial i think that lends a lot of um holy religious type of following even in lieu of the man being a little bit more deceptive with other people or maybe taking the wool off their eyes a little bit and making and the other people probably now doubling down on the religious fever thinking you know well he chose me i'm a chosen one now all the people that thought they were special are like oh shit i probably should have just realized that my instincts were my own and then the other people <laughs> that were just the humble servants of this great man and now feel even more emboldened by uh, being a disciple, a chosen disciple for the future. Uh, it gives hope too. Something that people on both sides really need right now. And they didn't have beef with the foundation. At least the thespians didn't. Neither did the Anacreans into the whole Pharaoh situation. And if I'm being honest the whole massacre that recently just occurred would uh, be tainting this little peace treaty at least for some people i need at least one faction to be a little like oh fuck that shit nah they killed my families man uh that feels rather fresh is all i'm saying probably gonna grow up to be a boss of some kind since we're seeing so much childhood development with these kids they're asking him 21 questions, but the main one is, how did you get here, sir? He explains that the pill he took was a complex of machines, and with some hand-waving magic, that's how it happened. That's how I'm saying it happened. I don't need any more explanation. His vault turned into a machine, or his coffin turned into a machine, and he and it, it digested his entire mortal being. Sure. His consciousness takes time to develop, so the null field is kind of a protective way and to keep people away while it, it ferments. <laughs> and that it was the Anacreans that triggered his release. He tells them he will see them again when he starts walking away, and Polly asks, and that they should remember this day and what they are fighting for because war with the Empire is inevitable. Dreaded. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Harden was the only one like, whoa, 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 that's it? 
I mean, that's all you have to say for yourself. He knows that he gave them what they needed. She tells him what about the signs he's been giving her and that she received, but he burst her bubble by saying, it wasn't me. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. And I was postulating this earlier. This is important because people believe their own great potential or instinct is somehow divine divinely ordained and being instructed to versus you yourself being born an extraordinary person of worth the vault goes back to being inert on trantor azora is about to suffer the full wrath of the empire focused on her walking her out to the garden she worked in and knows intimately he takes her to the place she nurtured to watch him give the order to annihilate her entire legacy of existence anyone who knew her talked to her her family her family's family her family's family's line of the family all those assassin bullets went off at the same time when he signaled his fingers and now he plans to have her wallow in absolute silence forever being fed intravenously i'm just gonna hurt you really really bad that is quite some revenge um i know some would probably be because there are people out there that are standing real hard for cleon because he's such a very once again the character can get very very much caught up in the actor portraying the character yes lee pace is doing all of the things he's amazing cleon the dynasty in itself is a very layered and complex analogy of a man it does not take away from the fact that he's a diabolical son of a bitch because even if someone hurts your family would you really take it out on like family's family 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 no you would not despite what you want to believe <laughs> unless you yourself are a diabolical son of a bitch the person who did the crime sure the people who just passed you by and shook your hand nah man that's some fucked up shit but it is a great once again juxtaposition of the nature of the man and why this dynasty if continues to exist in this continued cycle of physical emotional psychological deterioration that eventually it's going to manifest into possible extinction level i mean we already watched how casually he did do some pretty genocidal like the galaxy as he pointed out is huge which means the body count is a lot huger and this is someone at the drop of a dime with this much crazy shit going on in the gilded cage has the propensity to possibly annihilate a fucking great deal of people and there are those that will just follow those orders because there's a fear 
that's been uh, generationally imposed upon and it's acts like this that that uh create that type of um obey or die attitude she was too calm though if i had been so ruined i'd probably lash out to possibly quickly rob him of his desire to make me suffer because i know if i get too close she's gonna want to shake me somebody gonna want to hurt me maybe i get that uh that bullet to hit me in the neck and then i rob you on terminus mari is upset at being bamboozled by harry despite the fact that his predictions are accurate he gave them busy work she was a true believer and the thing is where does the responsibility lie i mean yes harry was manipulative but should you as a person is it not your responsibility to remain cautiously skeptical and never fully commit to any cause that you aren't intimately familiar with every complexity of said cause most of you guys kind of jumped on a bandwagon allowed yourselves to be outcasts yes you grew to be stronger but you you allowed yourself to be led and i think that there is some culpability to be had there where you can just blame the messiah but you, you chose to believe salver equally feels foolish that she thought the ghost was him all this time but she knows her visions were real mari tells her she is special and that her victories were hers and hers alone thought she was going to tell her that her mother was special as well but no we're going to wait to save that conversation for later and proves they need to make their own plans or her successes prove they need to make their own plans salver visits rowan burying the huntress Farah. she says i kind of respected her and i'm like why because i did not she apologizes and even uh he says now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch you was right uh i got a kid <laughs> so here's her bow as a gesture of peace they're gonna build a tree out of her burial site or at her burial site that can take root on the soil of terminus that used to grow on anacreon months later gail tells us that they began to build hugo crask crast became the captain of the invictus which they have taken control of and then they generated a mega flare that allowed the foundation to be free because as uh hey pointed out if it looks like the problem took care of itself what the fuck do we care and that's exactly the <laughs> response <laughs> uh, so they think that the, it was destroyed hugo takes polly up in space and warden when he gets back down wants to get freaky with the new captain and since polly knows what they are talking about when they're trying to be all um pg with it he tells the kid well then fuck off or piss off her and her mans have some good time sex but later salver sees visions of gail and leaves her lover with a kiss 
she goes out on patrol and sees a vision this time of gail running and diving into water she then goes to the vault that is pulsating and wants to know who is reaching out to her maybe because his consciousness is split that boosts the receptor between both inhabitants um of the vault and the consciousness connected to Raisha's knife when gail is close to him like a booster signal she goes to see mari and asks about the girl from the water from the water planet to be exact and finally we get the confirmation that r plus g equals sour harding and that while gail was do her egg donor mari carried her to term she contends she is still her mother and agrees or and sour agrees but she knows this explains why she has been seeing their memories and knows that she is their daughter too sour tells mom she has to find gail because it is tugging at her and has always been and mari accedes to her daughter's wishes even to leave rather abruptly right now with her ghost whistle and the prime radiant as passengers and i was like whoa hold on what about hugo she was really gonna ghost hugo like that like let me give you the sexy times here like the whole time y'all was fucking he was probably like oh so this is where we at she takes her trophies and her manship beggar to leave and then he busts her and she's like damn um he knows that she got to do this alone and she knew and he knew that she would shrug off this planet one day he just expected that he was gonna be with her when she half-assed offered to bring him along never mind i'll find someone like you maybe just maybe that's why last episode he tried to whisk her off sooner knowing he was running out of opportunities to make a life with her she asked if he'll be mad later and i was like is that because thespians can live for a very long time but we know it's gonna be like 137 years so he ain't gonna pine that damn long they part ways and i was sad that their love story ended and uh, apparently being unlucky in love runs in the family she follows her hunch to where the cryopod is going to be to begin her search back on trancer demrazel summons dawn who believes she hates him but she could never hate empire she loves him he remarks that it's programmed and she says all love is programmed biological or otherwise as a newborn when her eye their eyes connect to their mother their brain waves are synchronized then she puts her hand on his back i immediately was like no 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 that's the that that's the deaf hand that's the you about to die hand he comes before his brothers dusk and dawn dusk was practically coming out of his seat and antipathy for the deformity that stands before him that he considers nothing more than walking ash but it's day's decision 
today is feeling reflective on his journey the miracle of the universe the complex nature of man and his lack of that flexibility he even recalls halima's words of their damnation to stagnation something harry selden himself claimed dust can't believe his ears selden was a vainglorious fraud and yet and yet <laughs> i love that I, everything about that and yet like that always like yeah okay you can claim all that shit till you stop breathing that don't change the fact that the facts are lining up bruh he remarks a bow incapable of bending will break he chooses mercy when dealing with dawn deciding to bend and spare the man's life not only that um but seems to want to keep him in line for the dynasty i did see that demoiselle was very visual uh visibly shaken to hear the verdict i also think i realized that she took halima's bracelet to display her salt because remember he just gave the salt back to her she didn't have a bracelet because she broke it maybe she took halima's which you know my heart the irony is he displays this wisdom only after all of the cleons it would seem <laughs> some enormous trauma or loss as with the older dusk before he died seeing the star bridge collapse what i also just realized is next season what would the true dawn be like and how will all the things that happen like being murdered affect him or is that just going to be kept a secret there's also this idea that you know sometimes people want for their children what they are incapable of accomplishing that might also play into the leniency of hey this might be an opportunity for us to find some true individuality which he remarks like every time when i'm younger all i wanted to do was be better than the next one but now i'm at the middling age of my life and i'm like yeah fuck that shit i just want to keep things the same i just want to not rock the boat to where you know it over to be the cleon that makes it capside um so the idea that many of them by the time they get today is complacent with this idea of even being different from their own clones it's a sad realization dusk is fucking livid about the decision with day thinking maybe this is finally an opportunity to expand themselves but dusk brings up the galactic council and its discovery of their lack of permanence as a liability to them something day thinks that they don't need to know about so he's offering the idea of subterfuge which only pisses dusk off even more so to the point that he sucker punches him not once but twice i hurt myself today i will say after seeing the more uh competent version of dawn i will be glad to get rid of the whiny ass version because him running to his mom's skirts like you ain't that fucking young boy he was a teenager <laughs> but he runs to demerzel and begs her not to allow them to kill him 
And I'm like, who do you think is the executioner through time, bruh? So while I wasn't surprised, or I was surprised when she took his neck back, I really wasn't. And it kind of tasted delicious considering my Halima wounds are still fresh as well. And this is what he reckoned with when he shatters people's illusions. She shattered his illusion right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> it also kind of sort of proved who's the real power behind the throne in terms of keeping the empire on the empire track we're all trapped in this bitch you tried to fuck with my religion and that was my only reprieve well you thought you had a, a reprieve from your own fucking existence bitch you thought guess what how did you like that how does that feel doesn't feel great that's how I felt when you made me kill Halima, who could have made some true change through a more, because uh, this is exactly what, what she was positioning, right? What she had requested. And yet, if it's at his, um, at his request, he expects to be, <laughs> oh, there's just a lot of, a uh, lot of irony in there right but if it's someone else even if they are uh, you know equally as correct as your own realization of the fact you know it still needs to be your realization and not someone else's dictation does really threaten to decant day himself before he allows the aberration to remain in line that's when Demerzel snapped that neck and Cleon, he felt that shit. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Then she had to put the cherry on top with, I am loyal to the empire, the Cleonic empire above all else. So how do you like that? You kept asking the question. Here's the answer. She leaves him to dusk or she leaves after dusk demands another copy be brought forth by breakfast and how day can dispose of the cleanup of the body dust was adamant history bends to you know to them when he was arguing with day and he immediately goes to erase cleon the 14th from theirs but it's in this moment as he's realizing the enormity maybe the emotional empathetic side of things you know if he thought of him as a son then he thought of him as a grandson and uh it wasn't as easy as he went to allow himself to to do is erase it like it was nothing but it indeed was someone Day carries Dawn to the incinerator. Uh, and I do feel bad for him. No parents should bury a child, even a fucked up genetic clone one. Shadowmaster comes to report the rebels' plans to ruin the dynasty run deeper as they have all adulterated the original copy, which means all the copies are already tampered with making cleon's death even more irrelevant as even day and dust may have been 
adulterated as well i keep wanting to say a different word every time i start <laughs> i want to say altered every time so um while we didn't get the results on dusk i think that dusk is going to be adulterated as well and it's going to force him into the cover-up of the alteration from said galactic empire he was fearing earlier so what whether he wants to or not he's now complicit in <laughs> the adulteration out, out, uh, adult, in their legacy that he himself is included in um yeah he definitely wants to to smack him in the face with that type of irony and you can see day's hatred of dust just <laughs> doubling down in its intensity as he grabs a weapon of some sort and attacks the container that contains the original cleon Demrazel is a woman immersed in more eons of madness than any one person or a thing that has a soul which i believe that she does should suffer through which causes her to rip off her face in the only manner she has to articulate her pain it's this crazy amount of um complete insanity that goes on in this palace in the control of the universe where their feelings are irrelevant to the idea of what's going to be successful i mean it's um you could definitely see why someone would think that this has to end or it's going to be the destruction of us all And the thing is, despite all the political wins against their enemies this season, their emotional losses were, were rather intense. Gail wakes on her journey, not to Harry's world, but her own, where I bet she'll build that second foundation. Back to the safe harbor she left that upturned her world, and now she is returning to or maybe not because the whole damn place is underwater, as she predicted and science did many many years ago meaning everyone she ever knew is dead and gone she gets out of her uh, cryopod that immediately sinks into her automated boat she finds the wreckage of her city begins to cry below though i mean this is quite a thing to find at your lowest point in in your existence everything you've ever known is the last of your own kind and then you find uh the thing which it usually is children that make what comes next you know gives you a sense of hope for the future below she sees a beacon dives down into the wreckage and i'm like is that salver mother brings older than her daughter to the surface and when she awakes asks what she was doing down there 
looking for you she says i'm your daughter and this is the prime radiant and harry is somewhere going gotcha bitch talk about someone trying to outrun a destiny uh destiny destination <laughs> that too and ending up right at the very same place even after hundreds of years that is crazy that is insane but i love where it ended and i can't wait to see where where it goes we do have feedback in our mailbag so let's hear what queen shy has to say about this finale Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here finally to give some feedback for Foundation. I've been, as you know, uh, not providing my thoughts. I've been behind a little bit, a few episodes, so I've um, finally able to catch up this weekend and watch the remaining three episodes and just so I can give my final thoughts for season one overall since I haven't been able to give my thoughts episode by episode um yeah it's been a while since I've even talked about this show um so yeah glad to at least get my overall impressions of this season and of this show um until season two comes out I believe um, it was mentioned, you mentioned that there is a season two. So, like, thankfully, that's happening because I just can't take another show um, being <laughs> not being renewed after season one. Um, I'm still traumatized by why. So, I'm just, yeah, so I'm pretty um, happy that at least this one survived a second season. Um, as for season one, I'm going to just give my overall impressions of things since uh, so much has happened since the last time I gave feedback. Um, well, first thing first, not too surprising. I think we both called it in regards to this being Salvor being Gail and Raish's daughter. Um, so what's her name? Mira? Mary? Um, her parents um were surrogate you know she was a surrogate mom um she took the embryo and got you know impregnated herself and you know gave birth to salvor and so so yeah they they are her parents in one in the one sense for sure but you know biologically they're not her parents but um so that was nice to get confirmation of that which again I mean the season has been hinting about that especially when we got that scene uh when Harry came out of the um the thing the Noel thing um and uh I mean and when he was going back in he's like no I never gave you those visions but again we we figured we called that at least we you know that's for me that's probably one of the rare things that I was able to to call this show because nothing else uh, was uh, I would have been able to predict. I will say this: 
um, you know, at the end when they were talking about the, um, the Cleons, uh, that being contaminated, uh, that, um, that they're adulterated, whatever, I'll just say contaminated. There's the word that they use, um, on adultery, on adulterated or something like that. So altered, the DNA had been altered at some point. And then day was like, am I? altered and the guy was a shadow guy was like yeah most likely so they don't even know when and I'm wondering if this is you know I'm I don't know I mean I I'm still kind of on the fence about Demerzel Dermazel is that how you say her name um I mean I obviously there's some inside stuff happening um to where they were even able to get close enough to contaminate the um first one so at whatever point that was um so and i'm wondering it must have been um i don't know i can't i mean i'm still trying to figure out because the day that in the first episode wasn't he starting to like be different um and so i'm wondering if it started even back then when you know when they were exiling harry and all that stuff I wonder if it all happened around that time. Well, obviously before that, but to the point where um, that first day was affected, um, that started to be affected. So that's um, very, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever delve into that and we'll find out about that, but um, very interesting. Not too surprising that um, Azura was, I mean, it was just, it was just too, I'm like, my thing was with this one, I don't know if I said this in my previous feedback or if it was just something I was thinking as I was watching, um, that as I, you know, without having provided feedback, but you know, she, I'm like, how do you, how do you rationalize if you know that you're always being watched and there, you know, there's always eyes on you. Why would you think that no one is knowing what you're up to, what you're doing? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So the fact that he was talking about how naive, you know, which and gullible he is, which he is, is like, it doesn't make sense that y'all would think that no one is any wiser on all this stuff that y'all are doing. I mean, for crying out loud, you're in his bedroom. I mean, come on now. It's, it's just not... A realistic thing to think that and especially with them having you know how they know that there's people out there that don't want them around and so they're going to have and, and I guess that's probably what the shadow hunter guy is about I mean someone that they have on hand that can move in the shadows and see things that uh, the, you know, average person wouldn't be able to see and be going to places that, and, you know, unnoticed and get information. So, um, makes sense. So yeah, I just thought that was, I wasn't too surprised by that betrayal, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, Desimel, I know I'm saying her name wrong, snapping, uh, Dawn's neck. I was, not surprised by that when you know when they were arguing dusk and day were arguing back and forth i was thinking to myself she's gonna kill that boy she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna kill him and sure enough she did and, and of course her her 
corporate line of, you know, being loyal to the empire. I'm just, again, I hear what she's saying, but I just wonder if a part of her is not so much, if she's part of the reason why there's that contamination, but I don't know. I don't, I could be completely wrong, which is not even out of the realm of possibility. So Harry's plan was to re to ignite ignite unite the different planets um, that he that he feels is, is going to be needed in order to take down the empire. Um, so that was very interesting. So um, so he, this, again, he was playing chess, um, relying on certain events to go down in order to bring about what ended up happening in the final episode. penultimate episode and again in the final episode them all coming together um to be one united front to build what is needed in order to take down um this empire but it just seems like so it's going to be an attack on all fronts someone is attacking from the inside while they prepare to attack from the outside we already see the empire is there's starting to be cracks in the empire um, with them being contaminated and them not being true copies, even though still, I mean, even with them not being with the contamin without the contamination, yeah, contamination going on. I mean, just like we talked about before, and you know, you specifically. I mean, even when you're making copies, 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 it's never gonna be the same as the original, regardless. But obviously, this doesn't help. So that's going to be interesting in season two to see all of that play out because we're seeing the cracks. We're seeing the devastation. We're seeing, and I I, I mean, I actually was in my feelings a little bit when we saw, and that's what I love. It's like, it's never, there's the complexity of these characters. uh, It's just so fascinating to me because, yeah, so obviously we don't, you know, we don't like Day and what he's about and all that stuff, but I could still feel for him and his emotions when he was mourning Dawn because they are like father, son, brother, brother. It's a very convoluted, very complex relationship. And he, I mean, because they are raising themselves and it's it's just so weird um, to think about. Um, I think I'm going to have to do a part two because so, I'm almost at 10 minutes, so... Sorry, I'm going to try to keep part two quick. All right. Okay, I just lost my part two. Um, Thankfully, I wasn't recording that long, but it just stopped recording out of the blue and erased it. But anyway, um, just to finish up my thoughts on this one. So we see at the end that um, Gail finds, Gail, uh, Salvor finds out that Gail and Rach are her biological parents and why she was having those visions, which I felt like, I mean, I was kind of wondering why the mom didn't finally tell her. Like when she told her that Harry said that the visions, that he wasn't responsible for her visions and she was questioning, you know, what was her purpose and all that stuff. Um, And that to me, I felt like that was a time for the mom to come clean with explaining what was going on, what could possibly be going on, but she just kept it to herself until um, Salvor confronted her. Um, so uh, I would have thought that would have been the time to 
come clean about her origin and what's going on and why she's having probably having those visions and not keep her in the dark and not know um yes um as far as i'm with you i listened to your episode nine podcast uh pharaoh is getting on my dang nerves you know it's like really i mean <laughs> yeah they were it was like one of those things where it, they, they were doing the most sometimes and keeping her alive to a certain point when even when it didn't make any sense <laughs> for some of the actions that were going on in order for her to continue to survive um i thought because i'm like how does she even get it i don't even know i don't even know how she even got on it like you say i don't know how she got on the ship i don't know why that lady you know you're a soldier like why would you just like oh yeah i'm the one and then obviously she's gonna kill the other guy then obviously she's gonna kill you as soon as you give her authorizations like to take over the ship so it didn't make any sense i mean it's it just went against what was what would have made sense for that scene but they had to get to where they got to and so that's how it worked out um yes i would say this um even but yeah even you know people that we and you talked about a little bit with lewis um even people that we aren't meant to like or they start they you still feel the emotions of the scene um that they're a part of that in regards to lewis you know the death and finally understanding salvor and what that was all about which goes back to what i was thinking before obviously he knows that she's the biological child of Raish and gail which is probably why he had such hard feelings towards her but then obviously we saw what he did at the end and then of course with day you know we're not supposed to like his character like what's going on with him and what he's about and all that stuff but we can at least for me i could still feel the you know a bit of sadness for this complex relationship that he has with um dawn and dusk it's just really bizarre i just can't even imagine like psychologically what that all means and what that does to a person so but i'm very um excited to see what season two is about now that gail and salvor have linked up what that means and what that will um how they navigate their relationship um because they're basically the same age okay i don't know why my thing keeps stopping but i don't know how much of that you got anyway i'm just very interested in knowing how they navigate their relationship salvor and gail in season two what that means you know because they did they're just basically the same age um even though one's mother and one's um daughter and they don't know each other they're in the future so is this after the collapse of the empire or like what is happening so it'd be interesting to know all of that and um are they gonna go back or is everyone that we knew in season one no longer gonna be and it's just gail and salvor and the new characters that we're gonna meet so very curious as to how that's all gonna go i'm assuming we're gonna get flashbacks to like how things ended up to where they're at 130 something years later so 
very, very, very interested in what season two is going to offer us. So that's all I got. So until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Shy. That was Shy with her thoughts on the season and on the finale as well. Glad that you were able to get your final thoughts in. Uh, some notes on some of your commentary. I too cannot wait for the second season. I'm glad that it did get a second season. Yeah, after some strikeouts, it's nice to get some good news for some really creative shows that I've been thoroughly interested in. Um, on your Dimrazel, you know, I was with you that she might be involved in something, but after her snapping dawn's neck like that i think she really has been in the days of cleon been altered to put the dynasty above all other desires including like she admitted that she loved this boy like a child like it doesn't matter if i'm programmed to love you i love you like a son and she still had to snap his neck back and I think that she is the biggest threat to take down the dynasty because it's not about her agency at all. Um, there's been a lot of talk on other podcasts about the three laws of robotics. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm half an expert to go deep into detail about that. But it, there is certain rules that she should be living by as a robot that clearly many of the things she's done doesn't fit with those three laws, which means that her protection of the dynasty (laughs) genetic dynasty that's what i was trying to say um i feel is is genuine like she and that's why she is so fucked up because now she herself is stuck in this loop of hell that this one man who i believe may have had romantic feelings for her um there was on the podcast last week of uh, the official podcast where one of the writers was like Demerzel was in love with Cleon the first what if he took that love and made it forever to the point where she will protect his legacy above even everything that came before it including her religion love can make you do that but uh yeah I think that he has trapped everyone in this this psychotic loop and there is no escaping it i don't think that she has the capability now in the moment where i think she can find emotional freedom within her objective as in snapping day or dawn's neck and knowing the impact the emotional one that it it led to day having i think she's fully capable of understanding that and maybe even taking some personal feeling of retribution from the act but it doesn't cause as you see with her immense backlash or you know she's just as ripped um painfully as he is in that moment but i think her objectives are both you know um her religion and and that particular belief the idea and it makes it even more poignant this idea of escape of being reborn of why that would be so incredibly important to her and something she would need 
to even continue to function in this type of dissonance that's being placed upon her um i really wish he hadn't told me that they're sexually they sexualize her that's even ugh, ugh, the whole entire thing i know you keep saying it's messed up yeah it is it's it's toxic uh i don't think it was unrealistic that you know people have a tendency to get complacent when their plans are in place especially when you're dealing with if you can get the ear of the king and this is before i understand this is we're all more technically advanced now whatever with shadow masters but and all wherever you are if you can control the power the person behind the power there's no reason why you wouldn't think that you yourself would be protected um yeah there's all these people that work and and spy on things but i'm the person that controls them uh that that the, the, they the genetic dynasty would have a check-in power i think that was a risk they were willing to take i mean i think from the way in which she reacted i know how i said i would have lashed out but even when he when she said he's not your son that was her only time that she really gave a response to days monologuing part of her committed to that exact risk that exact um chance of being caught so they put their plans in place for a really long time it went really slowly about it and it failed but that's the thing about these uh plans they have a tendency to be put in place to fail and it only takes one time to be successful so while i hear where you're coming from like maybe they should have been cognizant of the fact that there was going to be more of a um more of a scrutiny i don't think that they weren't aware of that fact you know he ended up skewing their plan and showing up a day earlier something that dust put into play to toss the other side you know um and, and put them in a moment in which they weren't intending which actually does explain a lot of the the sloppiness of him being able to escape in the first place so i always say there's a uh, there's room for natural failure even in a plan in which um you would expect people to be i mean that's just the risk that you take and her reaction really solidified for me that she understood that risk that she wasn't completely you know when he's like you couldn't have taken this out of the palace without us knowing she's like yeah fuck you know but when you're you're trying to make things happen and you have to a small window of opportunity just like the same thing with Farah trying to grab the invictus um you you take that the risk is worth the reward right so sometimes you you um you do the best you can to mitigate but it's not infallible and once she got caught she wasn't pleading for shit she was like okay this is exactly what i signed up to be the possible outcome uh i've been told that the reduction of copies over time and the way they deteriorate is actually science fiction and not based on any factual evidence thanks bald move um <laughs> but i will say this is a sci-fi fantasy show so to say sci-fi rules don't apply to, apply to sci-fi 
They could use that reasoning, even if it's not technically realistic. And last and certainly not least, um, I my guess is my last lasting thoughts for the the season. I know you're saying they're the same age. Salver is actually a little bit older uh, than Gale is. I think that the time gap is wonderful because it gives you a chance to reset all of the players. We're not going to next time. I don't think we're going to be dealing with this dust, this dawn, and this day. Well, dawn's already dead, but this day. And that they're going to have to be dealing with this other upset, which is the adoration, as you say, of the genetic dynasty in itself. What is that going to continue to look for and how is it going to be resisted against? And how is that going to unfold in the next few years? My guess is they're probably going to get, this was the first crisis. Everyone's probably going to take a reprieve um, before the second one hits. I think that the second foundation is going to need to be in play for the second crisis that's going to hit i also think that um i think the galactic side is going to start to jump into things and um i don't know i think that the more the more that you corner something though the more it lashes out and i think the collapse the more the dynasty collapses the more it's going to lash out to try to retain itself and that is going to be um it's continuing death nail and it's continuing threat to other people uh because as harry pointed out he cannot predict individual behavior even if he can take some accessible doubt data of you and you know make a good prediction on how you would react to certain things i think there is a difference there that sometimes can get confuddled and that is our coverage of foundation we will be covering uh preacher will be jumping back into to replace foundation so if you want to send feedback for that show blackgirlcouch.gmail.com if you want to leave a comment below on this podcast you can my social media will be there as well to look out for my schedule and what else i have coming next until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic <laughs>